Hello, my name is Vera V, and welcome to the 15th episode of my podcast, Stories by Vera V. I'm so grateful to be here and to have you here with me listening. So, I have a question for you Have you ever had a feeling that you're about to burn out, but you don't know what to do with it, how to stop it, how to prevent it, how to avoid the burnout? Perhaps in that moment, you're feeling very stressed. Exhausted, emotionally, physically, anxious, exasperated, meaning easily irritable, on the verge of tears, and you just don't know what to do about it. So, that pre-burnout phase? Yeah, I've been there. Let's talk about it. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. Before we get into the content, into the material of this episode, I would just like to remind you that for my podcast, Stories by Vera V, new episodes come out every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you can put that into your calendar, which is personally what I do, or you can follow this podcast on Spotify or an Apple podcast on Google podcast, wherever you are and turn on the episode notifications. So that way you'll be notified for every episode. Hello. What a smart idea, right? And while you're at it, please be sure to leave a rating, whatever it is. I don't care. I'm not asking for five stars. I mean, if it were five stars, I wouldn't complain or anything. Like I think that's kind of, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? But I just want to hear your honest opinion and your feedback. So if you're in Spotify or Apple podcasts, please be sure to leave a review and a rating because I would just like to know what you think. All right, let's let's get into it. So before we go any further, let's define burnout and what it means. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary was founded in 1828, and um, I feel like to this day it is held as the standard for definition of words. So in our context, how we're going to be using the word burnout is it's defined as an exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. Got it, got it. And based on my research that I've done sometime prior, burnout, it often occurs in very high stress environments and working fields like surgeons or nurses, because there's not a whole lot of sleep. You know, you're working crazy hours and it's always very high pressure because you're working with people and you just, well, to put it simply, you can't mess up. So that's what burnout is. And that pre-burnout phase, it is especially curious (laughs) Because oftentimes it feels like a maze and you're almost at the very end of the maze, but at the same time, you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like you're almost trapped, but at the same time, you're not because you can exit, but you're not sure how. So that's what we're going to be talking about here today. And for me, just as context, if you follow me on Instagram at very nothing is my handle, you know this, you've seen this. I am a hashtag hustler, cool emoji, (laughs) thumbs up emoji. Um, hearts emoji, fire emoji, a hashtag hustler. I hustle quite a bit and I do a lot of stuff and my days are typically very busy. And I just want to say, preface this, I've never burnt out. Not once. According to the definition of the word, I have not had a time period, but I was just like, I can't do anything. Like I'm too sick and I'm too fed up with this and I can't. And I think with my growing up and with maturing, I'm 17 years old now. Um, I started this account in April of 2021. And it's a personal blog, mind you. I'm not an expert in self-development, nor self-improvement, nor individualism. It is just my journey with it. And it's a journey of me reaching my fullest potential. That's what it is. I don't give advice, take it or leave it. It's just, it's all my personal experience. Very egocentrist, you know, but that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. So just thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Anyway, so with that 
pre-burnout phase, I've had it numerous times and I can think of multiple examples, but with the actual burnout, I've never been through it because I feel like throughout the years, I've figured out a way to prevent it rather efficiently. That sounds kind of counterproductive because it's like, well, you've never been through it, but how do you know how to prevent it? Well, that's the point. I've never been through it. So I know how to prevent it. You know what I mean? So for this one, obviously for this episode, as always, it's just my personal experience. It's not advice, just my journey with it. My journey with stuff. <laughs> with the pre-burnout phase, this one example in particular that I can think of is in May. So I have just started this account, right? And there was a lot of people starting to follow me. And mind you, this current routine I have right now, it is January 5th, 2022, right? Happy New Year. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was like the thing that they have at parties where you blow in and it's like, it's like a elephant trunk. You know what I mean? You blow into it and it's like, this is what I just did. So just to explain the sounds for you. Anyway. Um, I've had this routine for quite some time, but thing is, obviously it's not the same as it was when I started my account in the way that I have. And that was also pretty unexpected. I never intentionally did it anyway. So because I've built myself up, I've built up my efficiency. I'm older now. (laughs) I have not just turned 17. I'm almost 18 years old. I feel more mature. I feel more grown. I do more things now. Back then I didn't even have a podcast, you know, it's very, it's different. I've grown. Point is back then, people started following me quite a bit. And it was, I think I was at maybe 9,000 people following me in May. And I remember I was just feeling so, like I couldn't do anything. I was practicing piano per usual because that's, I mean, it's still part of my routine, you know, I'm an aspiring, I am a singer-songwriter, you know, I'm claiming it. I am a singer-songwriter. I write songs and I sing them, so I'm a singer-songwriter. I was behind the piano and I was trying to practice and I remember my eyes just kept tearing up. I don't even know why. It's a sort of sadness where it's almost irritable. You're irritable. You're exasperated, which means easily irritable. <laughs> Let's use big words now. <laughs> and that leaves you feeling perplexed because you don't know where it's coming from. You know, you're doing all you love. Like I was at the time I was playing the piano, I was creating content. Like I'm doing things I love. Why am I feeling this way? You know, and like I said, it just feels like you're about to be stuck in something and you don't want to be stuck in that, but you just don't know how to exit out. So what I did is I went to Malibu with my family. And with me, rest, I've had a complex relationship with it, and I'll talk about it here. But I wanted to practice. I haven't finished my practicing for the day. But instead, I went to Malibu with my parents. And I live in Orange County, so that was quite a drive. Not too long, but, you know, sometime. We never ended up actually going there, like visiting the beaches, because we just couldn't find parking or something. I don't remember. But just that whole trip, it cleared my head, and I came back a whole different person. And also another example, February, that's before I really started my account, but that was when I posted my, one of my reels and it got a million views. And that was the, the biggest, you know, amount of views I've ever gotten at that time period. I felt my days blending into one. And you can find that reel, by the way, if you scroll down far enough, it's with, um, Lana Del Rey's song. What is it called? And there's the anthem of success before you go out. And then, 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 national anthem. God, you're so hand. National anthem. There it is. Sorry, it took me a second. It's with that song. Um, it was February. I felt all my days blending into one. So what I did is I woke up at 5 a.m. and I went for a run. And I came back a different person. So that sensation of coming back a different person, it is truly a feeling like no other. I feel like it's the best feeling in the world. Because when you're feeling that sort of way, irritable, tired, exhausted, you don't want to do it and you're procrastinating, you know, you shouldn't be procrastinating and you just feel like you're almost done. You know what I mean? That sort of sense of 
done. Like I'm done. You're almost there, but you're not quite yet. And you come back feeling a whole different person. It is so wonderful and it is so refreshing. So the thing with pre-burnout, as I call it, I've been there, but I haven't been with burnout as we've already discussed, is it's a time of confusion. But at the same time, for me personally, I don't know about you, but I start to feel sort of guilty. I mean, I mean, I used to, right? I would feel guilty because I know that I'm not doing what I'm quote unquote supposed to do. And that's messing with my head because I'm like, why am I not? Like I can, I'm healthy, you know, I'm alive. I can be doing those things, but emotionally I'm not there. Emotionally I'm fed up and I'm exhausted. And that's when I've learned to stop or rather to switch off. Switching off, all right? Yeah. 2022, hello, new knowledge. It's when most of the work I do in my day, if you follow me on Instagram, you know this, it's creative. Obviously, there's the discipline part of it where exercise comes into it and that I love exercise. Like I, It really helps me clear my head, but that's not always enough to help me switch off unless I do something spontaneous, like going on a 5 a.m. morning run. That helps because I don't do that every day, you know? Um, but most of the work I do is creative. I'm doing this podcast. It's creating. I'm creating content. For Instagram, I'm creating content. As a singer-songwriter, I'm writing music. By the way, my first song, I'm going to release it soon in the first half of 2022. I'm so excited. I've yet to record it and everything, but um, be sure to just follow up with the process because I feel like that's so fascinating, so interesting. Anyway, I'm really excited. Um, I have a sneak peek uh, on my most recent YouTube vlog. I quit social media as a daily content creator. You should watch it. It's kind of cool. Anyway, work I do is creative. And I feel like with creative people, I don't know, I am a creative person. Yeah, let's own this. What is this? What is this low self-esteem thing? With creative people, you get uh, an idea that it's all bursts of spontaneity and inspiration and creativity, which is not the case. As I've interviewed and I've talked to a lot of podcast guests now, I think I've had, I mean, I've had 13, I think, total, like right now, but some of them have not been released. Musicians or anybody or um, business owners, just listen to them talk. Just literally go on my podcast, listen to those guest episodes, and they speak about discipline and how it's a really big part of their work and what they do. And I've had a lot of creatives, and all of them say that the commonality is discipline. You got to be disciplined about stuff. So with me, discipline comes through exercise. That is really the basis of everything. I love moving my body. I love movement. And when I exercise a lot, first of all, it's overcoming myself. I'm really pushing through everything. (laughs) But also it's that endorphin rush, endorphin high. But most of the work I do throughout the day is creative. So how do I know that I'm in this pre-burnout state is when I start to hate what I do. And it's not hate as in generally, it just in the moment, it feels like I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I don't want to touch my phone. I don't want to touch my camera. I don't want to do anything. I just want to do nothing. You know what I mean? And for me, that's very uncharacteristic. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, wired differently. I can only speak for myself. Once again, I only know my own brain, but I've always had an appreciation for time and I love productivity. I love being productive because that's what makes me feel good. And I hate, I don't like doing nothing that doesn't leave me feeling fulfilled, you know? And with the work, if you do creative work too, you, I feel like if you're like me, you search for the fulfillment within it. And when you in that pre-burnout state, there is no fulfillment because you don't want to do it. You know, that's a very interesting thing. So with that comes the concept of emotional reload. And I've talked about it some, but it's not, it, I don't feel like people really understand it um, based off the feedback I've received so far. And that's fine. That's fine. I don't feel like I really explained it um, up until here. 
Emotionally reload is very important. So to to uh, talk about it, I'm going to give you some context. So let's go back to December 2021. Powerhouse 31 Challenge. One of the hardest things I've done, I think, well, maybe ever. It's a challenge I've created. You can find it on my Instagram story highlights. Um, powerhouse 31, hashtag powerhouse 31, maximum efficiency in a minimum time. It was designed for the, ma- ma- what was that? Ma'am, I think it just glitched. Um, it was designed for the month of December, just before the new year. Because the whole new year, new me idea is BS. We can agree on that, right? And so with that, it was just designed for the person to start now. And obviously you can still do it. Like I, all the stuff are there. It's for 31 days. Go on, go on. Better to do it than not to, you know? has templates, it has guidance. So with that, it's a lot of work. And to give some further context, I already do a lot in my day. I go to school, I'm a full-time student. I'm graduating in literally, I think, seven school days. Yeah, I just have to show up to school seven times, um, six after today. So I'm really excited about that, huh? Graduating on January 13th, which 13 is my favorite number, or one of them. My second is 26th, because my birthday is March 26th. So yeah, see how there's a three and there's a 26 and there's 13 and 26, my favorite numbers. Anyway, I'm a full-time student. I'm a senior, so I've, I'm, I've taken less classes. I will admit to that. But I'm also running this whole social media gig and that is part of my personal brand and that is my work. It's my career, you know, and I'm also launching a business, which I can't talk about yet. I mean, I can, I just don't want to because I really want to finalize it before I speak on it. That's quite a bit of work. I'm doing this podcast two times a week. It's a heavy load and I'm exercising every single day and I'm practicing music because I am a singer songwriter and I'm launching my music career. Quite a bit of work, huh? Quite a bit of work. And I read and I stretch and I do so many things and I do visualization exercises and I do ear training, which falls into music. I do so many things in my day and it's this whole daily routine, daily grind, you know, grind, look up the definition of that. It's, it's quite mundane or it can be, and our brains get tired of routines pretty fast. So with powerhouse 31, it was an additional thing to add onto my cart of things that I was already carrying. And the load was already heavy. So the first few days I felt like quitting, I think every single hour of every single day that I was doing it, I just felt like quitting. And it's not the doing the challenge because it is my daily routine. That's what I based it off of. I mean, it was at the time now it's a little bit different because I've added more things into the cart. Hello, 2022. What a surprise. She already made herself busier. Ha, huh, what a shock. What a shocker. Quite unexpected, huh? But it was the whole documenting the challenge thing that was not necessarily throwing me off, but just leaving me absolutely exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. I would stay up until 12, 1, 2 a.m. editing my daily reels, which I would, not 2 a.m. That was a hyperbole, an exaggeration, if you will editing my daily reels because I set those standards for myself that I would be doing this and that and this and that. And I was sleeping for five hours a day, seven at most. It was mostly like five and six for basically like, I think two weeks because something happened on December 15th or when winter break started. I don't know when that was. Gosh, my 17 year old memory is really failing me here. Gosh, (laughs) something happened and something changed. And I learned a lot during winter break. So now that I've provided the context Imagine how I was feeling. Really sympathize or perhaps empathize if you've been there. It's quite a heavy load and you got to carry it every single day. And it's sometimes I love my routine, as I've mentioned. I love doing what I do. But when it adds up, it just starts to feel like all your days are blending into one and you don't want to do it because you're exhausted. But you got to, you know, and especially with the challenge, there are people following me and following the challenge and I can't just quit, but my reputation's on the line. And I take those things seriously. 
I'm not a world famous anybody, you know, but the reputation is the thing you have and you got to preserve it. So if I were just to quit and be like, guys, this is too tough. Like I'm going to stop. That just wouldn't be fair. Because if it's too tough, why did I take a load so heavy? You know what I mean? It's just this whole concept, whatever. So during winter break, what happened was I got sick before that. Um, or I think I, I got sick during and I spent half of winter break sick with a cold. And because of winter break, obviously I didn't have school. I finished my finals. I wasn't studying. I was just reading and I was playing the piano and I couldn't sing also because I was sick and I didn't have my voice. And if you listen, I think this is 15, 13th, 11th podcast episode. I'm sick in that. Or even the 13th, I'm pretty sure one. Yeah. Last one. I'm sick in that. You can hear it in my voice. Um, but that's when I actually got to talking. So I couldn't really speak. I couldn't really sing. I could play the piano, but I didn't do too much of that, but I still did. I couldn't exercise. So what I did was I slept. Not the whole day. I, I've never had a day where I just stayed in bed. Um, um, I just haven't had that. Like, I don't know what to tell you here. But I slept a lot. I slept for more than eight hours every single night. And the thing is with sleep, I've had a complex relationship with it in a sense that in the summer, I slept for, I think, five hours a day every single day. Unless on the weekends, it was maybe like seven or eight, just, you know, just really reloading what I thought was. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I just don't need that much sleep because every time I slept more than seven hours, I was feeling so sluggish and so lethargic, right? And that's because I wasn't getting enough sleep during the day. And I didn't see a problem with it then. Now things are different. It's 2022. I've changed. I've matured. I've grown. Time has passed. And now because of winter break, and it really has changed me, I sleep for, I aim for eight hours every night. So I try to go to sleep by 10 PM and I wake up at six. Now, sometimes I go to sleep maybe by 11, but usually it's always in that seven to eight hour range. And now I don't feel lethargic every time I wake up after having slept for seven and a half hours or more, because it's literally, it's a new routine, you know, and I feel so much more productive during the day. I don't, have bedtime procrastination as much. You know what I'm talking about? It's like when you know you haven't finished all you need to for the day, you're about to go to sleep, but you know you need to finish it before. So instead of doing it, you just procrastinate and you go on your phone and you waste, I don't know, one additional hour instead of doing the thing, which you could have finished, but you didn't. So you just go on TikTok or Instagram Reels or whatever, and then you go to sleep. That's bedtime procrastination. I don't even have that anymore. Not as much. I mean, sometimes still, like I'm human. Hello. Habits have a way of um, re- or undoing un, uh, themselves. <laughs> That's fine. That's just part of life. That's just what it is. So I don't procrastinate as much anymore. I'm much more productive throughout the day. I don't feel like procrastinating much in general. I don't feel like being lazy much because I'm getting that rest. And that's the, for the pre-burnout phase. The first step is emotional reload, which we've talked about. And I've touched on briefly. The second is rest. And they all come together. It's no particular order. So with emotional reload, just to touch on a little bit more briefly, it's literally, it's what it means, emotionally reloading. For me, when I start to feel sick of my work, that's how I know I'm emotionally fed up. Most of the time, it's purely emotional. With physical, I haven't really gotten that. Maybe because I'm young, I don't know. Maybe because what I do doesn't require too much physical anything. But it's just emotionally when I feel fed up. And so with my favorite way to emotionally reload is to go on a trip. Just to drop what I'm doing, like I said. And I just went to Malibu with my family. And that trip, really, I came back a different person. Just to drop what I'm doing and do something else. Do something I don't usually do. Do something spontaneous. Spend time with my family. I love going on trips. I love exploring. I love expanding my horizons. I love going on adventures. That's what emotional reload is. You're emotionally reloading. And rest. 
And I feel like during those trips, you do get rest. Um, I mean, it's, it's different because you're not doing what you usually do. You know, you're not in your daily grind. You're not in your daily routine. You get out of your head a little bit and rest. Like go to sleep. Really get your full eight hours. Rest. That's what really helped me. And I feel like when now that I've gotten into this routine of sleeping for eight hours or close to it, you know, seven to eight, let's just say that. Let's be, let's be more precise here. Um, it really absolutely changed the level of my work, I would say, the quality of it, the outcome of it. It absolutely has. Absolutely life-changing. And I didn't even know that back then, but now I do because I've grown, I've matured. And you're on this journey with me, you know, and you're I'm so grateful that you're here to have made those discoveries with me. So first is emotional reload. Second is rest. But also with emotional reload, there are different ways to do it. It's not necessarily just adventuring or going on a trip. Sometimes it's just reading something dumb. I don't know, watching something dumb. And that's the third component. That's just allowing yourself to be. And that sounds very silly, but that's just what it is. So for me with reading, I read things that benefit me because it takes quite a bit of time, right? Finishing a book is like the ones I read, they take more than 10 hours to complete. And I spread it out throughout the week or two, whatever reading. Um, Sometimes I know people enjoy reading romances. And for me, I will admit, I can be a bit, not a bit, I can be judgmental about things. I work on it. I try to. Um, um, Yeah, I work on it basically, but I can be a pretty judgmental person. So what I never understood up until literally right now is why people would read romances because it's like cotton candy for the brain. You know, it doesn't benefit you and whatever. And I would judge those people internally, obviously. I would judge them and I'd be like, why are you reading this BS? You know, like, why don't you read something useful? In my head, obviously. But that's just projecting as we've established in previous episodes. Come on, guys. Keep up. Turn on those episode notifications. Let's stay updated together. So I was like, why are you reading that? You know, when it's just cotton candy for the brain, it's not useful. It's not beneficial. But in a sense, yes, it is. Because I realized I do the same exact thing. I don't read romance books. I don't read... I don't know, smut? Like, that's kind of popular now, I guess. I don't do that. But I watch romance movies. I love romantic comedies. From time to time, when I just don't want to think about anything, I just watch a dumb movie. It, I know it's dumb. I know I don't... I. It's not a quality work, you know? It's perfect in its own way, and I really love that about art. But it's not a movie that I was like, oh my goodness, this really particularly grabbed me by the heart. No, it's nothing like that. But I watch that movie, and it gets me... gets my mind out of myself you know it gets my mind out of my ass part of my language because that's when you're in that pre-burnout state that's why I feel I feel like I'm in my head so much that it's literally like where it's not where it shouldn't be you know what I mean and watching a dumb movie or reading a book that's just light-hearted it gets you out of that so that's the third step but just allowing yourself to be and I feel like with self-development what's really interesting is that there's this whole idea And I mean, I don't think it's possible to not perpetrate it, but it's like, you're supposed to be grinding 24 seven, you know? And I get that in a sense, but also nobody does that. I read about, um, I've heard my dad is a big Michael Phelps fan, right? Because Michael Phelps is an amazing athlete. Absolutely amazing. And so he, when he was training for the Olympics, based on what my dad has said, um, he was training, I'm not sure for which Olympics, but that's when he won the most medals, right? Because he's had this gold when he was 11. He taped it to the fridge and he told his coach, whatever. We know the story. I mean, I know it because my dad has told me it so many times. 
But when he was training for the Olympics, he would swim or he would have trainings three times a day or two times a day for however many hours at peak intensity for, I think, a year or three. I don't know. I'm not too clear on the details. I just got to ask my dad again. But you get the point, right? How is that possible? And I was thinking about it and I'm like, how is that possible? And personally, I don't know if I would be able to do it. I mean, I guess I don't want to doubt myself and say like, no, I wouldn't be. But at this point in time, that's not what I want, you know? And I think that makes sense because most of what I, the work that I do is creative and I'm a creative person and I love feeling creative. And in that certain rigorous routine where all you do is swim, even if swimming is something I loved, training three times a day, that's all you do. You just train day in and day out. You're like a robot, you know, and I'm not a robot. So to each their own, obviously mad respect for Michael Phelps from the bottom of my heart. I just, I can't even fathom the amount of work that goes into it. But I realized that that sort of lifestyle, it's not really for me, you know, learn from other people's mistakes, learn from their experience, not mistakes. That was not a mistake. What he did was absolutely amazing, but learn from other people's experiences is what I'm trying to say. I do that all the time. So that lifestyle for me is not necessarily fitting because the grind of things, it's great, but I feel like it needs to be spiced up from time to time. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I recorded a podcast episode with a guest. He is writing his PhD whilst he's writing a book, a book, and it's going to be released in May 2022. So, I mean, you'll get to that episode if you're up and updated with the podcast. I'm really excited about it. It was really cool. And with those episodes, they really do take a toll on me emotionally. I get really tired after it because it's like, it's not just having a conversation, it's having a focused conversation. And I know where I want to guide the conversation. So it's a lot of emotional work. I don't know. I'm also an introvert. So I get my energy from like spending time by myself. So talking with people, um, it just emotionally, I don't know why, just emotionally exhausting, right? Fulfilling, but emotionally exhausting. So yesterday I was really tired after that, really tired. And I went to the gym in the morning and I went to school and then I did the podcast episode, whatever. Tired. And I didn't sing, nor did I play the piano. I didn't practice that. And me six months ago, what I would do is because when I'm this emotionally tired, I feel done, right? It's not burnout. It's not the, maybe it's the pre-burnout phase. I don't know. But I just, I feel done. I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to do this. I know in my heart that I'm not going to sing or play the piano today because I'm tired. And with music, you'd think it just, oh, you sit down at the piano, you just clack some keys. And with singing, you just do the breath support and sing, right? No. For me, those activities are also very emotionally exhaustive. I don't know why, but they're, they just take a lot out of me emotionally. They give me a lot emotionally, but they take a lot more as well. So yesterday I was tired. I was just emotionally tired. I don't know what to tell you. Like tired, whatever. I went to bed early, but BT dubs. So yesterday I was like, yeah, I still got to sing and play the piano. But I knew that I wouldn't do that. So I didn't expect myself to. That sounds so simple, but I just didn't expect myself to, and I didn't, and I went to sleep early, and I wake up today a brand new person, and I'm so ready to take on the day and sing and play the piano and do everything music-related because I'm refreshed. And what would what happened six months ago is I would be tired after a podcast episode. Say I did have a podcast six months ago, which I didn't. I started this literally two months ago, which is amazing, exciting. It's going so well, such a success. Anyway, so six months ago, I'd be like, yeah, I got to sing and play the piano, and I feel guilty if I didn't. So what I would do is I would procrastinate. I would procrastinate and go on my phone um, to avoid getting into those things because I knew just I wasn't emotionally there for them. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I just wasn't there for them, right? Six months ago, just as a hypothetical example. So I'd go on my phone, I'd waste a bunch of time there, really waste a bunch of time there, and then go to sleep not doing those things. 
So I would steal two hours of sleep from myself because I was procrastinating doing something that I knew I wasn't emotionally up to. So with the pre-burnout phase, a very important aspect of it is knowing my limits. I know my limits and I'm all for pushing my limits, but you can't be pushing your limits all the time. And that's just the reality of it. Unless you're maybe Michael Phelps, but also we don't know the full story there. You know, supposedly he didn't skip a day, but do we really know that? Do we have a way to confirm that? No, we don't. No, we don't. It's like when you go to the gym, you're supposed to take a rest day. That can be active recovery, but you're supposed to rest. Take a chill pill, you know, take a rest. Or I was talking with the author yesterday, um, like as I've mentioned, writing his PhD while I was writing a book. He writes part of the book and then he comes back to it several days later. And that's fine. Consistency is very important. And in a utopian society, I would practice singing and piano every single day for the rest of my life. But I don't do that. And I think what's really wonderful about stepping back um, for a second is that once you come back to it, you're hungrier than ever for it. And this is the knowledge that I didn't possess six months ago. I didn't even possess it a month ago. I only came to it recently because that's growth and that's maturing. That's what it is. And if you would have told me that four months ago, or six months ago, I would have been like, no, I'm just being lazy. You know, call it what you want. But I think the greatest showing of success is how a person feels. And right now I'm happier than ever. I'm more productive than I've ever been. Like I said, I don't feel like procrastinating anymore. I don't because I know my limits. I rest, right? Sleeping. We've established that. I emotionally reload. I let myself be with just watching dumb stuff sometimes, and I don't feel guilty about it. And finally, on the topic of guilt. So growing up in my family, I love my family more than anything, more than anything. Number one, baby. Number one, absolutely. It has shaped me into the person that I am today, quite obviously. I would not be who I am without having grown up in the family that I have, right? And so growing up, my dad especially has always emphasized the importance of time. And for me, naturally, I have that sense of like ticking. Like I'm aware of time passing. I know when it is and I know when I'm wasting time and I know when I'm not. And so with me, definition of wasting time, this is important for the example I'm about to provide. It is I'm wasting time when I'm doing things mindlessly. When I'm mindlessly on my phone, that's when I'm wasting time. Like mindlessly scrolling through TikTok, wasting time. Lying on the couch thinking, I'm not wasting time. Maybe I'm procrastinating, but I'm not wasting time. Because I think wasting time is anything that's like not part of the human existence. I don't know. That sounds weird, but that just, it makes sense to me in my head. So I hope it makes sense to you as well. And so my dad growing up, he's always emphasized the importance of time um, out of his experience, obviously. Because he's like, yeah, I mean, I can remember the day I was five and this happened. And now I'm so much older, like 10 times older, you know, and it feels like it was yesterday because time flies. And I know it does. I know it does. And maybe I'm naive in a sense that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's flying too fast, but I know I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to be 40 years old if I'm lucky to live to that, which I hope I am. Then the other day, I'm going to wake up and get to get 101. I want to live to 111. I feel like that'd be so cool because it's like one on one. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So yeah, time flies. We know that. Um, and he's always stressed the importance of practicing, obviously. The importance of exercise, the importance of practicing, the importance of being time efficient. That's what I grew up on. That is what I grew up on. Just imagine that. Obviously so beneficial and I wouldn't be the person that I am without that. But also a thing that was there is when I first started playing the piano, it was an adjustment, right? Um, Because I was singing before that, but it was like, I didn't even have proper technique. I started learning proper technique literally this year. 
But I've talked about this in previous episodes. So if you're curious, just click around, you'll find the info. And adjusting um, piano practice into my already busy day, it was quite of a change because I was, I was a full-time student and it, it wasn't as easy as it is right now because I'm a senior, I'm taking easy classes. So I could have more time to focus on what's outside of school. Back then I was a freshman or in eighth grade, you know, and it's quite a bit, it was quite a bit. And so every time that I didn't practice, I would feel really guilty about it, like really, really guilty about it. And that wouldn't do me any favors. Guilt, it's not beneficial, if you really think about it. It's not at all. It does absolutely nothing to help a person be more productive or more happy in life. It's dumb. And it comes from having expectations. Right now, when I skip practice, I feel like a tinge of guilt sometimes. But most of the time, I don't. Because what it comes down to is allowing myself to be. I don't know if this is making any sense, but... I just hope I'm projecting things clearly. With the guilt that I feel from not practicing, it's because I've gotten in my head too much and I've run myself like in this dark hole that I can't seem to see the end of. But when I skip, I, I've done this intentionally, I've skipped once just to see how it was like. And that reminded me that I do it by choice. I don't have to practice music every single day. I do it by choice. And there's so much power in that choice. And this is really a full circle moment in this episode that we're coming to, yeah? Where everything I do in my daily life is by choice. School, I'm mandated to go there by government laws. I think it's a, it's a literal law to go to school. But it's still a choice for me to abide that law. So there's freedom and choice and everything is a choice. And there's freedom in that. Everything is in the decisions that we make, Right? Getting a job, obviously you have to support yourself financially and I 100% get that, but it's still a choice because you want to support yourself financially. There's freedom in that choice. You don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, I don't think you would want to find out what it would be like had you not been supporting yourself. You know what I mean? But you don't have to. It's a choice and there's freedom in that. So with that pre-burnout feeling, what's important to remember, let's recap, emotional reload, rest, Letting yourself be, living a guilt-free life. And the fifth was, well, I don't remember, but you get the point. So thank you so much for listening. If you're currently in this pre-burnout phase, just, I mean, take my advice or I guess personal experience or not, it's up to you, but just take it easy on yourself. Be gentle. You know, there are times to push through and there's sometimes there are times to just relax Nobody grinds 24-7, even though that's sometimes what's perpetuated in the media most of the time, actually. But that's simply not the case. Simply not the case. It's good to sleep. It's good to work. It's good to do this and do that. But essentially what it comes down to is creating a sustainable lifestyle that works for you. Yours looks very different from mine, and mine looks very different from yours, and mine looks very different from my neighbors, and my neighbor's lifestyle looks very different from my best friends, and that's only so natural. That just what life is it's very individual and uh, yeah so yeah thank you for listening goodbye i'll see you soon hugs and kisses from the uk cheerio governor i'm actually in the orange county i don't know why i said uk <laughs>